Chapter 18 of Half Hours with the Lower Animals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Parsons. Half Hours with the Lower Animals by Charles Holder. Chapter 18 The Insects. Among the best-known and attractive members of the lower animal kingdom are the insects, represented by the gorgeous butterflies, the iridescent beetles, the fierce spiders, and many others. The crustaceans may almost be called the insects of the ocean, as in general appearance they closely resemble these animals, but the real insects are higher forms. The skeleton of an insect is divided into three distinct parts instead of two the head is distinct from the body as in the crabs and the skeleton like that of the crabs is external and formed of a horny substance called chitin as in the crabs the body is made up of rings or segments four in the head generally three in the thorax and ten or eleven in the abdomen it is interesting to glance at the various parts of insects and later on in reading about the many species to note the many different purposes to which each is adapted the mouth is a very complicated organ in the crabs and equally so in the insects it is generally separated into four distinct parts the upper lip labrum the jaws or mandibles a second pair of jaws smaller than the above and the lower lip or jaws labium these are formed into sucking organs in the mosquito biting organs in the ant and tremendous graspers in the centipede all displaying the most remarkable variety the eyes of insects are wonderful organs being both simple and compound in the grasshopper the two are easily seen the compound eye being the larger the fly has a remarkable compound eye and in the center of the two eyes are three simple ones the compound eye in the fly is made up of vast numbers of six-sided eyes crowded together appearing under a glass like a honeycomb yet each of these facets is a complete eye in a sectional view of the eye of a beetle we can see the nerve that reaches every one in using the eyes hundreds of images of the same object must reach the brain of the insect yet the image of but one is seen attached to the head of insects are various sense organs feelers or antennae which are very ornamental as in the beetles the central portion of the skeleton bears the wings in the beetle the wing covers are formed of hard chitin when its wings are not in use this insect stores them away in covers provided for the purpose the third or last part of the skeleton the abdomen often bears a weapon of defense as a sting or a drill for boring holes in trees or machines for making silk as in the spiders here also we find a remarkable variety of tails ranging from that of the dragonfly to the long tail of the scorpion with its dangerous sting or dagger the feet of insects would make an interesting chapter alone ranging from the curious sucking padded foot of the fly to the claws of others the anatomy of insects is more or less complicated the method of breathing is particularly interesting 
it is very natural to imagine all animals breathing by the mouth or nostrils but insects breathe by a singular system of air tubes or trachea some having lungs as well the air tubes are wound with threads upon the inside this preserves their shape and keeps them open if we examine a grasshopper we shall see along the sides openings which under a powerful microscope resemble eye-like organs these are air-holes windows or spiracles which lead to the air tubes and by minute thread-lined tubes reach all over the body to obtain air or to breathe the bee keeps its abdomen continually in motion forcing air through the body carrying oxygen to the blood tissues the insects with some exceptions deposit eggs and the young pass through many strange changes or metamorphoses before the full-grown form is attained the eggs of beetles hatch into larvae which may live weeks or months or even years in the ground the eggs of other insects as moths may become caterpillars which finally spin a cocoon as in the case of the silkworm and from this cell-like room appears the perfect moth these changes so infinite in their variety are among the most interesting features of insect life and are never failing sources of wonder and amazement on the part of those who devote time to the study End of chapter eighteen